0: Today's horror story is written by Writing My Wrong When I was younger, I dug holes. It was a weird phase for me where I was certain that I'd find some pirate's treasure in a backyard in suburban Idaho if I just remained determined and my parents were honestly just glad I wasn't in a gang or doing drugs or whatever they thought kids my age got up to. On one such excursion, my shovel hit something solid beneath a large tree a few feet from the house, and I could barely contain my excitement when I retrieved my prize, a box. Yep, just a box, but still I scrambled upstairs with a clutch to my chest, pausing only to throw the lock on my bedroom door. It was an odd color, like if someone was ordered to make red, but was only given shades of brown. And the texture, it was strange. Not quite wood, but not plastic. I found myself tracing my fingers over the surface, as if I'd somehow realized what material it was. The lid opened easily enough, it wasn't even locked, and there was a leather pouch sat patiently in the center as I quietly hummed the Legend of Zelda treasure song. Attached to the inside of the lid was what I thought to be paper and the instructions. Dead man's dice, six, four, yes, even two. Pray that fortune be with you. He will grant your deepest desire, but be warned that you play with fire. The smaller the roll, the steeper the cost. You can't regain what you have lost. Don't roll his eyes. And then the rest was gone, probably eaten by whatever small creatures lived in the dirt and hated poetry, which was actually pretty relatable. Like you might have guessed, I was still at the awkward age where I still believed things like this could be true, but tried to test my bravery anyway. So I slowly opened the pouch and emptied its contents into my palm. Two yellowed dice, of the same material the box was. I thought for a second about what I wanted, and blushed when I thought about Stacy Albrecht, the prettiest girl at Mountain's Peak Middle School. The dice stopped at six and five, and I paused like angels would descend to carrying Stacy in their arms. Obviously, that didn't happen, but my mom called up to me that someone from my school was on the phone, interrupting a sufficiently awkward silence. As I rounded the corner into the kitchen, my elbow connected with the wall and a light pain shot through my arm, earning me a sympathetic wince from my mom. Hello? I grumbled into the receiver, cradling it between my shoulder and cheek so I could rub my funny bone. Um, hi. This is Stacy, you know, from school. I just wanted to know, geez, this is kind of embarrassing, but my math grade isn't as high as I'd like it to be, and I noticed you got a really good grade on the last test, and... A nervous voice trailed off as an angelic choir played in my head. We talked for 15 minutes about tutoring plans, and it was only once I was back in my room that I realized, holy crap! The next roll of the dice wasn't as lucky. It was double threes. And in exchange for a Nintendo 64, I got hit by my dad. Pretty literally. He had been thinking that his dumb son would run behind him in pursuit of a basketball as he pulled out. I don't know what was worse, the blinding pain that rocketed up and down my shattered leg or the way my mom screamed at my dad. The way he screamed back didn't get better, if you were wondering. They fought all the time now, about how my dad drank, about how my mom was coddling me, about anything and everything. And the storm that raged on inside our house was almost as bad as the one outside. I tried to cover my ears, but I could hear them bickering even through my own desperate sobs. It was my mom yelling about a divorce that forced me from my bed. Snatching up the dice and throwing them to the floor as I prayed and wished for them to stop. For them to realize how much they loved each other. One and three. The last thing I heard was my world exploding. I woke up in the hospital. A patch over one eye and numerous cuts on my body. Apparently, the tree in our backyard had been struck by lightning and toppled into our house. I would received the worst of it, with one of the large branches blinding me, and I hadn't woken up for a few weeks. Apparently, the trauma of having their only son almost die was enough for my parents to lean on each other for support, and they banded together to help me. When we'd gotten the okay from the construction company that we could move back in, the first thing I did was throw the entire chest into the attic. After all, I wasn't dumb enough to use it again. But I didn't want to risk anyone else stumbling across it. That's probably where I made the biggest mistake of my life. I forgot about it. Between the therapist and my parents telling me that my mind invented magical dice to deal with the trauma, I let the box gather dust by the old Christmas decorations and our collection of board games with missing pieces. I moved on. I married the love of my life, one Mrs. Stacy Cooper, who had stayed by my side long after her math grades improved. We had a beautiful daughter together, and she quickly became my reason, my world, my everything the second her tiny hands grasped my finger. We lived in my childhood home when my parents decided that Florida was more their speed, and silence became a rarity amidst the laughter and joy. It was perfect, and then it wasn't. I was the only parent who worked from home, which meant that my daughter, my beautiful Melody, pretty much knew that she could get away with more than her mother allowed, so long as she stayed quiet. The screaming, the wet crunching, the squelching, they were all decidedly not quiet as they echoed from the attic, and I took the stairs two at a time yelling her name over and over again. Weirdly enough, the first thing I noticed was the game of sorry which had been set up the second was that damned box it was brighter now like someone had painted it in a fresh wound and much smaller than it had been when I was a child the pouch strewn to the side was softer and looked newer brighter and the dice were a white I had never seen them before When I saw that unfinished note, now completed, someone started screaming, loud and full of despair. It was only later that I recognized the voice as mine. Dead girls dies. Six, four, yes even two. Pray that fortune be with you. She will grant your deepest desire, but be warned that you play with fire. The smaller the roll, the steeper the cost. You can't regain what you have lost. Don't roll her eyes or you'll pay the price. Take her place and become the dice.